If you're a parent, teacher, or school leader, and you're sick and tired of the frustration, anger, and unfair treatment of children at high risk in our public schools, then perhaps it's time for all of us to do something about it. In this podcast, Dr. Amitra Berry brings you tips, tools, strategies, and tactics to build successful solutions while touching, moving, and inspiring all of us to transform our schools so that every child thrives. Here's your host, Dr. Berry. Adolf Hitler said, he alone who owns the youth gains the future. Welcome back, Equity Warriors. Thanks for tuning in. No, I am not fond of quoting Hitler or any other fascist, racist autocrat who used terror and genocide to stroke their sick and twisted egos, but there is reason for doing so. And I want you all to recognize what's going on in our current political climate under the guise of parental rights. That quote, that sentiment reflects the Nazi regime's focus on indoctrinating our young people to ensure the longevity of their ideology and their control. The Nazis established all sorts of organizations and programs, one you've probably heard of, the Hitler Youth, to shape and manipulate the minds of young Germans. What's happening today by radical right-wing extremist groups like the Moms for Liberty here in America is no different. Sticking with this this season's theme of educational politics and policy, today I want to talk about what's currently being called parental rights and call it what it is, racist propaganda. I know propaganda. I taught propaganda techniques to my high school U.S. history and American government students, and I did that to prepare them to be active and informed citizens, put simply to teach them how to spot bullshit and name it for what it is. So this current mantra about parents' rights. Let's check this. Do parents have rights? Absolutely. Parents have very fundamental rights over their children. They have a right to physical custody. They have a right to decision-making in determining their child's upbringing, things of choices about education, religion, and medical care. They have a right to access their child's records, whether it's educational or medical or other records. They have a right to discipline their child as they see fit. Now, I wish my mother had seen fit differently as a child, but that is a parent's right. It's their right to enforce rules and discipline for their children within the limits of the law. They have a right to visitation if they do not have physical custody of their child. The usual, Usually the parent who does not have custody has a right to visitation and some parental time. Parents have a right to consent, the right to approve or not approve of certain decisions or actions taken by third parties like medical procedures, getting their their vaccinations or participation in sports and other activities at school. They have a right to give their children an inheritance. They have a right to direct the child's moral and religious upbringing. These are fundamental rights that parents have. What parents do not have a right to do is to enforce their beliefs about how their children should be raised or taught onto other people's children. Now, I use the term racist propaganda. So as always, I want to be real clear about what I'm talking about when I say that I'm talking about misleading or biased information that's given out to promote prejudice or hostility against a particular race or ethnic group. I'm talking about misleading or biased information that's used to advance and perpetuate harmful stereotypes and racial divisions. 
And I'll expand on those and I will include misleading or biased information that choose to marginalize and disenfranchise and keep children who identify as LGBTQ plus or gender nonconforming from having success and access to gender affirming care. The goal of this propaganda is to foster division, to have a certain group, in this case, these right wing extremists to promote themselves as superior and our children of color and our LGBTQ plus children as inferior. They are pushing a minority political agenda minority in terms of their numbers. They are not the majority in this country. The Southern Poverty Law Center listed Moms for Liberty, along with 11 other right-wing parent groups, as extremist and anti-government. And they are working hard to take over school boards in order to advance their political agenda, because if they own the youth, they gain the future. I keep saying, and I will keep saying, vote. Here's why. U.S. turnout, voter turnout is low to begin with. We have, this country has the lowest voter turnout among all developed nations, right? The beacon of democracy and liberty, we don't vote. There's a more than 35-point gap between eligible voters and actual voters. 35% of people who can vote every year, every election, do not. Now, shout out to Belgium, whose gap is only about two points. No other nation, no other developed democratic nation has a gap of 10 points or more. Just us, just us. In America, in the 2020 presidential election, only 67% of people who could vote did vote. In the 2018 midterm elections, you know, the ones where you elect your representatives to Congress, only half of eligible voters did vote. Only half who could vote did vote. You want to know why Congress doesn't get anything done? Because we are not all taking advantage, exercising our right to vote. It gets worse. Look at your city and county government. Municipal elections, less than 15% of us who can vote do vote. And it's lowest when we start talking about school boards. And you know that's why I'm here. 10, 5 to 10% of us who can vote for school board do vote. Five to 10 percent. In the smallest mid-sized city, so I have to give some numbers, right? Imagine a city with a population of 500,000. Your city is either much larger or much smaller than that. Maybe you're right at the 500,000. That's considered the smallest mid-sized city. Only about 75 percent, so 375,000 people who can vote, do vote. Now, Less than 75% is the number I use because I needed to allow for people who are not eligible to vote or non-citizens. So 75% of people who are of voting age can vote. Only 250,000 of those 375,000 will have voted for president. 187,000 will have voted in the midterms for congressional representatives. Only 56,000 will have voted for mayor and city council and county government. And only 18 to 35,000 will have voted for school board. Out of 375,000 people, we're letting 18,000 make the decisions that will impact 125,000 children under the age of 18 in that same community. There's something wrong with that. The largest group of elected officials in our country, it's not the president, that's one person. It's not Congress, that's a few hundred. The largest group of elected officials in this country are locally elected school board members. 
and only 5 to 10% of us who can vote do vote for them. There are 90,000 school board members in the United States who oversee the education of more than 50 million public school children. Their responsibilities include allocating over $600 billion to educate those children, your taxpayer dollars. And more than 90% of local school board members are elected by their local communities. Some cities, they're Boston, Chicago. Chicago is going to have its first school board election in November 2024. New York City. And there are some others. Those are appointed by mayors or in some cases in some cities appointed by by governors. But more than 90 percent of school board members are elected. And those elections don't always happen the same day as your national and state elections do. They're called off cycle elections and they have even lower turnout, lower than the 5%. And they do that for a reason. They do it for a reason. You know who doesn't vote in off-cycle elections? People of color and people who identify as Democrats. When we look at the demographics, children of color are grossly underrepresented by their school board members. See, the vast majority of school board members and a disproportionate share of the school board election voters, the people that 5 to 10% who actually do out and vote, they're white. White students are not a majority of the U.S. public school population. They were 45% in 2020. It will be 42% by 2031. Their numbers are declining. One huge fear of people like the Moms for Liberty and others that are working hard to take over your school boards is the browning of America. We are getting browner as a country, and we are not being represented. There was a study that looked at this mismatch, why school boards are overwhelmingly white, even though the children of color make up the majority of learners. And they found that in areas where there are larger gaps in voter and racial demographics, that is where there are more black and brown children and more white voters, these are places that also have larger black, white, brown, white test score gaps. And representation on their school board is considered to be a likely factor. So what are you supposed to do? Get involved, stay involved, vote like your life depended on it. Your children's lives may depend on it. Your children's education hinges on it. Vote in your local elections. Go to a school board meeting. Find out what's going on. Advocate. Get on social media. Follow me across my channels. Repost. I'm going to give you more content this year about what's going on in politics and education. Then continue to join me every week. Connect with me on social using the links down in the notes. Send your questions, topics, and requests to ask, excuse me, to info at askdrberry.com. New email, info at askdrberry.com. And I will answer those questions and as always bring you experts to help address those topics. And you know what? Vote. Don't worry about the things you cannot change. Vote and change the things you can no longer accept. I'll see you next time. That's it for today's episode of the 3E Podcast. Head over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week that posts a review on iTunes will win a chance in a grand prize drawing to win a $25,000 value private VIP day with Dr. Barry herself. Be sure to head over to 3epodcast.com and pick up a free copy of Dr. Barry's gift. Then join us on the next episode.